The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video. Well, this is Ronald Reagan, and you're listening to a replay of The Kim Peterson Show. Kimmer will begin bombing in five minutes. Tune into The Kimmer Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. Kimmer told a girl at the bar, yeah. don't be shy, go ahead and ask yeah, me out. That's right, so baby. the girl said, okay, get out. <laughs> oh, the Kimmer no. <laughs> Show on News Radio 1067. I don't get it. You know, it's not fair. It's not fair being a man. You have to make all the moves. You know, I mean, it's just, why can't just once some some girl call me? Why, why just once can't some girl ask me out? Why just once can't some girl slip something into my drink? I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm not a man. I know what it's like to wake up next to somebody in handcuffs. I mean, come on. <laughs> You wake up tied to a stranger. I mean, come on. Why can't we all have the same thing? (laughs) Oh, gravity. Oh, my God. It's only me. 12.06. It is so hot in here, I swear to God. ah, Okie dokie. No, no. It's all good. It's all just perfectly good. Okay. Sister Soldier. That's right. In 1992, rapper Sister Soldier called Democratic presidential candidate Bill Clinton a draft-dodging, pot-smoking womanizer. <laughs> hey, he had criticized her for suggesting that blacks kill whites because there's too much black-on-black violence. All right, I don't get any of that, but that's fine. Uh, let's see, a couple of quick birthdays. Uh, Lori, oh, wait, sorry, I got to just look at <laughs> Uh, Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne and Norm is 60. Uh, actor John Cho from tw- th- uh, 2009 Star Trek and Harold and Kumar movies. John Cho is 43 today. So just a couple of things. All right, I got Now, we got a billion things. Did you listen? Well, you didn't hear it here. I, did, we, did we cover it? I was, no, I, we didn't. I listened to the Donald Trump speech on Fox television. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is going to be hysterical. I thought I never thought he was going to run. I, I thought he was going to announce something. Else. He's running for president, and it's going to be funny. I mean, it's going to be outrageously hysterical. Because and if you heard any of this, well, oh, man, well, wait do you hear the sound by? And by the way, I, I just can't get over the hair. I, I don't know how he gets it that way. I don't know where it starts. I, I mean, have you, anybody ever seen him on a windy day? And by the way, I think he's wearing a girdle. By the way, John Boy, do you know what a girdle is? Have you ever seen or heard of a girdle? Yeah, I have, yeah. You know what a girdle? Okay, God, because that's... Undergarment. Undergarment, yeah. But all women used to wear two things uh, years ago. They used to wear girdles and used to wear armpit pads. Armpit? armpit pads. Women would have these straps. They were like It was like putting on like a shoulder holster. And they put their arms through it and go around their shoulders, and it would be pads that would make sure their underarms didn't sweat, didn't show per- a perspiration on their clothes. They wore underwear pads, and they wore girdles. And uh, to say nothing of stockings with, uh, uh, what do you call the little snap things on them? Garter. Garter, garter belts and stuff, yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, I think Donald Trump's wearing a girdle. Uh, when when we saw him a couple of weeks ago at the, one of the golf tournaments, I mean, he was sitting in a golf cart, and it looked like he weighed 300 pounds. And he still porked out. But, I, you know, if you're going to make an announcement, run for president, be on TV, wouldn't you try to lose some weight and look the best you can look? I don't know. But by the way, he, he's, just, he's such a braggadocious idiot. 
I mean, he, he's, he's going to solve America's infrastructure. He's going to tell Ford they can't build a plant in Mexico. He's going to make them bow down to him and come back to this country. Uh, he, he's going to do all these things, and he's going to be the number one guy who's ever fought ISIS. Uh, he'll turn America great again. I mean, it's just, oh, my God, it was hysterical. I mean, just hysterical. So we'll talk about the Trump thing, whether you think he's actually a, a, a legitimate, viable candidate. And frankly, I think he's, uh, now that I think about it, he'll probably do a lot of good for the debate come between now and Election Day next year. But uh, he's just such a goof. I can't, I can't look at him and take him seriously. And by the way, he had released a, a one-page net worth statement which says he's worth $9 billion. Uh, I wonder how much of the, <laughs> I wonder how many things he's had to pay off for all his bankruptcies. And, he, you know, he's famous for buying stuff and selling how great it is, and then it goes bankrupt and he sells it, and therefore he doesn't own it anymore, so he doesn't have to claim it. Anyway, I just, I don't, I don't get any of that. All right, anyway, it's only me, it's only the Kimmer, 1210, 1210. Here's the number, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. Don't forget, if you go to the uh, Kimmer Show Facebook page, no, I beg your pardon, if you go to uh, 105 point, uh, News Radio 1057, News Radio 1057, uh, go for the Kimmer, uh, click a Rooney there, you can uh, listen to our podcast. What what I say? 105. A 106.7. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm kidding. Didn't we used to have a 105.7 somewhere? Uh, News Radio 106.7. I don't know where that came from. Isn't that funny? You know why? Because I'm sweating to freaking pieces in here. I can't freaking breathe. <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven. You know, I had a doctor's appointment, Dr. Atticaran, this morning. My heart's doing fine until right about now. Honestly, God, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's, it's, I mean, look at me sweating. I mean, it's, it's just like a freaking steam oven in here. Jesus. I, I, you, I, uh. News Radio 106.7. <laughs> Go to the Kimber thing and you can listen to a podcast if you feel like it. Sorry. And it's sponsored. <laughs> it's sponsored by Showcase Video. Can we get a sponsor for an anti-sweat cream or something? That would be good. If we could just get some anti-sweating uh, medicine of some kind. Oh, God. Anyway, Dr. Attaker, and I walk into his office this morning, and of course makes me late for work because I have to go up there, and then I have to do I had a heart thing and an EKG thing and all this other stuff. And, uh, and then, of course, there's one car stalled on Georgia 400, so that backs it up for six miles because of one car on the side of the road. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're here, and everybody's happy, and we're going to talk about Trump. But i got other things I want to do first, including the latest revelation that just came out a few minutes ago that Ronald Reagan... After the 1981 assassination attempt on his life, Ronald Reagan started carrying a gun everywhere, including Air Force One. It doesn't say what kind of gun he had. It just he had a gun. And this was to a, a, a thriller author, Brad Meltzer. You know Brad Meltzer? I've read many of his books. He's, he's pretty well known, a lot of bestsellers. Uh, he interviewed uh, some Secret Service guys who said, oh, yeah, Reagan used to keep a gun with him. Uh, after he got shot, he kept he carried a gun everywhere, including on Air Force One. Reagan quoted as saying, I trust these Secret Service people around me, but if someone comes at me again, I want to be prepared. Good for you. Also, we'll talk about the uh, idiot Democrat who wants to take away more gun privileges, uh, our fabulous uh, uh, state, uh, I mean, uh, congressman from uh, Lithonia, I believe it is. Yeah, that's your, is that your guy? Hank Johnson is? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he wants to. You know, now. And you knew this was going to happen. As soon as that guy went to the airport with an AK-47, you knew that he was asking for somebody to do something, and now it's pretty going to try to cramp down. So, you know, don't if you ask for something, sometimes you're going to get it, and you, you wish you hadn't. We'll talk about gangster talk. We'll have the uh, shoot-a-cop bumper sticker, the uh, index finger check on your manliness and how much you like the ladies, plus dabbing with your kids, the stuffed tiger makes an airport trek, 
and so much more. But first, 12, 13. You need to be in jail. And then you can look at somebody else's whoa-whoa instead of my hoo-hoo. Oh, so that's what it looks like. Isn't it a chocolatey drink? Oh, that's a you. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic Look on out. your ride home on News <laughs> Here we go. Radio 1067. Here we go, stand by. Hello, <laughs> my name is Charnak the, the Magnificent. Magnificent. And this portion of our show is brought to you by yeah. There's Something Rotten in Denmark. There's Something Rotten in Denmark. What does Denmark have in common with a landmark <laughs> diner? <laughs> Denmark, and now landmark. here's your temporary host, <laughs> oh, Charlton Heston. Thank you so much. Seven days of torture, seven days of bitter, and my girlfriend went cheated on me. She's a California dime, but it's time for me to quit her. La, 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 la. Hot Ray Shell, baby. Or Hot Shell Ray, I don't know. <laughs> hot seats. It's hot, all right. It's hot, all right. I like this song. Hey, it's Roller the Kimmer. How you doing? 1220 News Line coming up. Sponsored by the Sighting Doctor. And a brand new song. I didn't get a doctor out of this guy. All right, then. <laughs> How lazy do you have to be to have someone else say doctor for you? Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, hi, uh, uh, Ian Keegy, the bass, bass player for Hot Shell Ray, is 28 today. Actress Olivia Hack is 32. American Idol runner-up Diana DeGarmo is 28. And actress Sybil Kekili uh, from Game of Thrones is 35. Who's that? Do you know who that is? Sybil, S-I-B-E-L, Sybil Kekili with a K, couple Ks, Kekili, Game of Thrones, 35. So she's got to be one of the, uh, well, I can't remember. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. All right, I got it. It's only me, 1221. Hold everything. There's, and I got topics. We're going to we'll talk about political clerk, Batman on the railroad tracks. Uh, index fingers measuring by men. We've got all this stuff. But first, it's the Newsmaker Line. Let's see who's on the old uh, Newsmaker Line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmy. This is going to be the greatest <laughs> presidential campaign ever. The Donald. The it's next gonna president. Great. It's going to be great. The groundswell has already been huge for it, Kimmy. A groundswell already, sir? Yeah, I told my wife, Melania, stand back, honey. I'm not even sure how the big this groundswell could get, you know? I mean... Yeah, no. People are saying already this is another Donald Trump publicity stunt, but I yeah. want to go on record in the camera show yes, to sir. say yes, I am as committed to the long-term success of my presidential campaign yes, as management is to the long-term <laughs> success of the Kim Peterson show. So, translation, I'll be out by Friday afternoon. Thank you. As Kasim Reed said to his girlfriend, there will be no early withdrawal. <laughs> From the race, a political I'm race. I'm going to see this baby through, <laughs> even though I'm not really married to the idea, but I'm not pulling out. That's just what I want everyone to know. Hello? Hello, Donald. <laughs> I reported a net worth of $9 billion, Kimmer. $9 billion. Of course, I conveniently left out the fact that if I'd paid off all the debt I walked away from through abuse of the bankruptcy code, I'd be as broke as the Kimmer and doing a radio show where nobody respects me or wants me around. That's where I'd be. You know, I used to be retired. <laughs> yeah, come on up from Florida. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah, they took care of you, all right. What was I thinking? <laughs> kind of like the way Tony Soprano took care of Christopher, yeah? <laughs> having some breathing problems. <laughs> Yo. Oh, by the way, I sent you a campaign song. Did you get it? Yes, we, we just the got it. The campaign song ever. You should play it seven times an hour. <laughs> all right, sir. It's only a minute 20. It's shorter than a call from Brett the Truck Driver, <laughs> one of your lame-ass internet jokes. So I don't want to hear any more excuses from you. Move it along while we're young. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why am I angry? I don't know. You're running for president. I got everybody ticked off today. It's me. It's me. I'm sure of it. Is he right? I know that's what a lot of people think. I was there. I got some pretty stiff competition in the musical department, Kimmer. A stiff competition, Yeah, today sir? Hillary Clinton just released her 2016 campaign song. Oh, it really? I didn't hear what. Uh... Yeah, it's Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Vince Foster. <laughs> Hit Me With Your, <laughs> your best, best Shot. shot. Fire away. <laughs> oh, you put the gun in the wrong hand, Hillary. Sorry. Ken <laughs> Stern didn't catch that little fact. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be on the show. Yes, I blew more leads than Paul Howard, currently the DA. <laughs> Talk to you later. Donald the Donald, next Play president. It's coming. <laughs> Everybody's a little on edge today. <laughs> I'm sure it's my fault. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> The Donald. Honest to Pete, if you have a chance to hear that speech, and you know what killed me? His daughter was on the podium introducing him. Um, Iskanka, or one of the one of the one of the girls, and uh, and she said, "And now Donald J. Trump and everybody, yay, yay!" It was six minutes of standing there alone until he came down the escalator, and and it was, it was hysterical. And then he he ad libbed. The whole thing. It, he, it wasn't a speech. He just kept talking. In fact, one point he said, I remember back when I told you in 19, I remember telling you that we were going to have the Iraqi war. He, he forgot what date he was going to say. I mean, just because he's floundering around. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. I'm going to fix this. Nobody can do it like me. Oh, man. I mean, it was laughable. Laughable. But you know what? This is going to be great. This is going to be really exciting. I'm glad he's in. Really, I think this is for a talk show host, this is golden. Now, let me ask you this, 1225, in Wisconsin, a woman wanted to do something special for Father's Day for her husband, who's a huge Batman fan. So what they did, uh, Sarah, uh, I beg that's not her name, um, well, I've got her name somewhere. This lady decided to dress her husband as Batman, a full Batman costume, their little boy, who's uh, three or four years old, in the Robin costume. She laid down, they went to some railroad tracks, she laid down on the railroad tracks pretending to be tied up so she could take video of Batman and Robin rescuing her off the tracks. Well, social media got a hold of it. And now, all of a sudden, here's what happened with the family. Here's, here's how they, the, the reaction has been to people on social media when they saw the picture of the woman being rescued by Batman and Robin. Posted our address on the Internet, make threats, say that they're going to show up to the house in the middle of the night. I was begging him to go to a hotel for the night because I was terrified. Yeah, they want people to go up and uh, show up at their house. Now, train experts say, uh, this is very dangerous. You can't lie down on railroad tracks because it could be a train coming somewhere. Well, there was, you know, they could see there was no train. And by the way, we all used to play on railroad tracks. Have you ever not played on railroad tracks? Have you, didn't, did you just put pennies on the railroad tracks? Absolutely. I've all, we all, as kids, we all put pennies on the tracks to have the train run over them and smash them into big 50-cent piece looking things. Oh, we did it to der- derail the train. <laughs> well, they won't derail with a penny. The train's not going to derail. A 20-million ton train is not going to derail running over a penny. We didn't know. So, you know, so, and, and we all did that. And now, obviously, if there's if it's an active train crossing area, you don't lay down on the tracks and pretend to do pick. I mean, that's just stupid. But come on, you can't even take a picture now for your husband for Father Father's Day as a 
special thing with your family? My God. I mean, stop. You're killing me. And wait to hear about the index finger thing. We're going to give you a test to see whether you're masculine or whether you like the ladies and how much money you're willing to spend on them. All that's coming up on News Radio 1067. This is Dr. Henry Kissinger, and you're listening to a replay of The Kim Peterson Show. Kimma treats every show as if it were his last, because in all likelihood, it probably is. Tune into the Kimma weekdays, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. Hello out there, Bullwinkle here, and this portion of our show is brought to you by. <laughs> yes, sir. No job is too small. No job is too small. What did the hooker say to Sheriff Victor Hill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now here's your host, Golly, Kim Peterson. <laughs> All right, look out. Everything's going to be fine. It's just hot and steamy, and everybody's a little, uh, little short-fused, I think. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 1235. 1235. Here on News Radio 1067. <laughs> you too, pal. And Horst wrote in on it. It was 1989. A women's fragrance called Smoke entered the perfume market. Smoke was created by Smokey Robinson. <laughs> 1989 on this day. Uh, birthday action. Fred Kohler from the old TV show Kate and Alley is 40 today. Uh, let's see. Oh, in 1970, 45 years ago, when money meant something, in 1970, the sponsors who put on Woodstock announced they had lost more than $1.2 million on the concert. Is that unbelievable? With a... 500,000 people who showed up. Of course, they were all just laying around in the mud getting high, so nobody actually bought anything, you know, I guess. Anyway, Woodstock lost $1.2 million plus on the concert. Hard to believe. All right, look out. It's only me. 1236 on News Radio 106.7. The Donald announced he's running for president of the United States. I'm telling you, this is going to be hysterical. If you heard the speech or saw the speech I was watching on TV right before we came in here on Fox... And this is going to be great. He's going to solve everything, he says. Everything. And uh, that'll be great. And In fact, uh, he's actually honored us with a song on the day he announces for president on the Kimmer Show. This is Donald Trump. Move over, Sinatra. This is the greatest campaign song ever. Everybody knows it. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. Well, I am running for president. And this time it's not a sham. They'll say that it's for publicity, but I do not give a damn. I keep one eye on the mirror as I fix my perfect hair. And everyone wishes they were the Donald, they were the Donald, cause I'm so vain. I think that every song is about me. I'm so vain. I think everyone's talking about me. I do, I do, I do. I'm so vain. I claim that I am worth nine billion. I'm so vain. I left out that I owe a trillion, trillion, trillion. Who wrote that last line? I want to know. Whoever you are, you're fired. <laughs> the Donald right here with a kimmer 
on the day he announces. I'm still surprised. I didn't think he was going to do it, that he is. And I just, this is going to be so much fun. Wait to hear, if you haven't heard him, the sound bites and watch on the news tonight. And plus, someone does tell me how he gets his hair that way and, and why he, how he could take a chance on always doing it that way because anytime it's windy, you'd think it would either crack or it would, like, stand straight up and he'd look like, you know, the, the boxing promo Don King or somebody. Anyway, it's just going to be funny. Okay, um, finger, finger, finger. Listen to, yeah, if you're driving, <laughs> that was just the headline grabber. Uh, if you're driving, be careful if you're going to try to do this because we don't want you to get in an accident or, or take your eyes off the road because of this. All right, now, guys, and this is for men particularly, <clears throat> it's not shoe size that matters. It's your index finger. A new study by the Journal of Consumer Psychology has found out that if a man's index finger is shorter than his ring finger, he's more likely to spend more money to impress a woman, paying for dinner, buying flowers, stuff like that. So hold your hand out in front of you. Hold it straight up. Now, again, if you're driving, don't please don't do it. I don't want to you know, be on court as the victim and sponsoring of the disaster. Hold your hand out in front of you straight up so it's perfectly straight. And my, now my right hand, and Pete and I, I think, well, uh, pretty much the same way in this. On my right hand, my index finger is about even with my ring finger. But on my left hand, my index, actually, my index finger on my right is a little little shorter than my ring finger. The index finger on my right hand is a little shorter than my ring finger. The index finger on my left hand is a little longer than my ring finger. But here's what it says. If your index finger is shorter than your ring finger... You like the ladies, and you spend a lot of money. Now, if uh, with women who have just the opposite, women with longer index fingers than their ring finger are more likely to make a greater effort to attract boyfriends. Women with longer index fingers are more likely to wear makeup, wear stylish clothes, use perfume, wear jewelry, and attract men. It's all based on the amount of testosterone and estrogen in the womb when you're growing as an infant baby in the womb. More testosterone means a shorter index finger. More estrogen leads to a bigger index finger. So men with shorter index fingers are more likely also to have children and have better relationships with women. Shorter index finger than ring finger, better relationships with women, spend more money to impress women, get along better with women, and a study back uh, four years ago found that men with shorter index fingers are, uh, have more attractive faces oh, yeah. because of increased testosterone. Now, John Boy, what, you, you, hold your hands up. And which, what is what? Hold it right in front of you. Which is, what is what? Okay, I'm looking at my, uh, my right index finger, and I look about level with my ring That's finger. about level. Maybe just yeah. a hair shorter than the ring, but it's about pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty not, close. And not significantly different. Right. How about the other hand? left one, I think my my index finger is... is, That's the same with me. My index left finger is taller than my right, or my my ring finger, and on my right hand, my index finger is shorter. Right. I'll be damned. Well, I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) You're gay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a man. (laughs) And in a minute... (laughs) You outed me. Yo, ice, this some, <laughs> this some ice, yo, ice like gold and she, man, yo, bam, representing. Coming up, some actual translations. And the bumper sticker that says, shoot a cop, and it's perfectly legal. 1242. You combine that leaping ability and now a rap sheet? Oh, I'd say he's NBA ready. 
The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Look out. This is Richard Dawson. <laughs> this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes, is sir. brought to you by 100 People Survey, top five answers on the board. Yes. Name something you can win on the Steve McCoy Show. <laughs> Show me the Hope Diamond, number one answer. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Look out, it's only me. Newsbreaker Line's coming up, sponsored by the signing doctor. Doctor. Also, you'll hear from Hillary. And uh, the Donald. And, uh, we got so much stuff here for you, it's hard to believe. This is Pearl Jam in 1995. My God, that was 20 years ago. Does that sound right? 1995 was 20 years ago? When, I mean, when you say, you know, I remember in the mid-90s, it just seems like seven or eight years ago to me for summer, doesn't it? And let me tell you this, the older you get, the faster it goes. The older you get, the faster time goes by. Yeah. Isn't that true? Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I'd... sex too. Well, that's... <laughs> now is that? In... Now I forgot what that is. That with... I remember. I remember. That. I think I used to like Never. it. I, I uh... being a secondary virgin is kind of hard to remember. Never come back. I hate. <laughs> 1995, Pearl Jam began a concert without using Ticketmaster. They banned accused Ticketmaster of monopolizing the concert ticket industry and decided to use mail order instead, 1995. Yeah. So there you go. All right, look out. It's uh, uh, 12.51 here on the camera program, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. And uh, it, it's a newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Uh, good afternoon. Camera. Hey, it's W. <laughs> President w. We must remain defiate against the aggregate actions of ISIS. Egregious ISIS, ISIS, and either way. persevere in the face of heinous atrocities. That's my opinion right. on the whole situation. Persevering is a good way to put it. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, sir. Welcome. Well, it looks like either way there's going to be a bush in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, Carly Fiorina even. <laughs> Thank you. You know the difference between ISIS and Reggie Love? I do not, sir. No, I Obama has no plans for ISIS. <laughs> I got lots of plans for Reggie Love, let me be clear. Well, there's 12 announced GOP candidates for the presidency now. I mean, before you know it, Cameron, there's going to be a dozen. <laughs> Any day now, probably. <laughs> you know, my brother Jeb kind of surprised me yesterday with his big announcement. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, Jeb is actually worse at reading a teleprompter than me or my dad are. <laughs> oh, man, he's got I'm, that stare going wow. I mean, the Bushes are to public speaking what the Kennedys were to longevity. <laughs> and driving. <laughs> I, yeah, not to, I thought it was a kind gesture for Jeb to bring his cleaning lady along to help him with the Spanish <laughs> phrases sir, he couldn't his, quite get. Where his was his wife. wife? That was his wife, sir. What was his, his wife? His wife's been married to a Spanish girl in Mexico. <laughs> You probably forgot that. <laughs> no wonder she doesn't speak to any me anymore. <laughs> Last time I saw her, ask her for more more tea. Anyway, <laughs> mojito, please. <laughs> My brother Jeb, though, he faces some stiff competition stiff, in the GOP uh, primary, yeah. like Marco Rubio. Rubio, yeah. Whose wife is apparently such a bad driver, she was offered her own commentary spot on Channel Forty Six. So. <laughs> <laughs> All booze all the time. <laughs> Making a comeback. <laughs> On the bright side, if Rubio makes it to the White House, yeah. Yeah. 
My wife, Laurel, will be off the hook as our worst driving first lady. Oh, man. Of course, we'll never know for sure because she doesn't tend to leave witnesses around to the accident. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cameron. Well, you killed one woman. Break, I hate to break format here. Yeah. Could I open a piece of mail I've oh, just received? Please, yes, sir. Please, I don't want to interrupt you at all. Yes. The answer is a waitress at the Waffle House. A waitress at the Waffle House. No, it's, it's just a third of it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He <laughs> let Brett the truck driver finish for God's sake. That's what my the wife used to say. Waitress at the IHOP. <laughs> little slow to take care. Sorry, wa- I'm reading this off a telephone. I'm so sorry. A waitress at the IHOP, Tom Glavin and Amanda Davis. Waitress at the IHOP, Tom Glavin and Amanda Davis. Name a server, a curver, and a swerver. <laughs> Great to be on that the was show. definitely worth the wait. See there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Are you sure that was his last? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he speaks the lingo and everything. Thank you so much, W. <laughs> Look out! And by the way, he's right about Jeb Bush has got to learn how to read off a teleprompter. I mean, it was it was embarrassing watching him yesterday, where he'd stare at one camera and then he'd he'd look over and stare at the other camera and he'll read. Not, it was just it was not good. But anyway, he's in, and who cares? And that's all right. Let's uh, wash our ears up with this. Hobbs the stuffed tiger had an adventure at Tampa International Airport. Hobbs the stuffed tiger belongs to six-year-old Owen Lake. The family was in Tampa after traveling to Houston for a family member's high school graduation. The mother reached out to the airport when her son learned his toy was missing and had been left behind in Tampa. She said Hobbs is one of a kind. He was made by hand by his aunt who lives in Houston. The airport staff found the stuffed toy, the stuffed tiger. The airport center manager took the stuffed tiger on adventures all over the building. He photographed the stuffed animal at the air traffic control tower, had some gelato, had him working out at the employee gym and hanging out with the firefighters at the airport. And Hobbs the stuffed tiger even lounged at the pool and rode around on a luggage cart. And and then the, and then the manager had a hardbound book made of all these pictures and a coupon code he had for Walgreens crafted a short story that explained Hobbs's airport adventure. Well, the family was reunited. The little boy got his stuffed tiger back when the family returned from Houston on a late-night flight. The toy was waiting for him, and Mama started to cry. What a sweet story. When Owen asked for Hobbs on the plane, my husband and I looked at each other, and our hearts sunk. We knew we had left the stuffed animal made by his aunt, handmade by his aunt, behind at the airport. Owen loves him, she said. He's special. We're so thankful for the airport for what they did. What a sweet story. And the little boy has a book about the adventure with Hobbs the stuffed tiger, and he has his animal back, and all is well. I like my little animal stories, don't you? And that's so sweet. 1257, it's only, shut up, it's only the Kimber. <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. News Radio 1067. Here we go. John Williams from Showcase Photo and Video had lunch over at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens, and he says it's beautiful and picture perfect. He urges everyone who's planning to attend to make sure they come by Showcase to get all your photo gear so you can take amazing pictures of those tulips and beautiful garden. Showcase Photo and Video at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer. Visit them at showcaseinc.com or call 404-325-7676. That's 404-325-7676. Showcase. Case photo and video. 
This is John Lovitz, and you're listening to a replay of The Kim Peterson Show. Congratulations! You're our one millionth, uh, ten thousandth, uh, second listener. Yeah, that's it. That's a ticket. Anyway, The Kimmer is on Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. Kimmer thought he wanted a career in radio. Well, yeah, I Turns know. out he only wanted the paychecks. <laughs> the Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. Oh, you're so funny, Mr. Anase. 105, and it's only me. It's only The Kimmer. News Radio 1067. Hot Tuesday. Yeah, boy. It was 1978. This day. The movie version of Grease opened in North America. The movie starred John Travolta and the luscious Olivia Newton-John. Look out, this It's only me. It's only the Kimmer News Radio 106. A couple of birthdays. Actress Joan Van Ark. And I was a looker. She's 72 today. Kidoki. And let's see, on this day in history, in 1911, IBM began. IBM had its beginnings as the Computing Tabulating Recording Company, incorporated in New York State on this day in 1911. We have tickets to give away, and we'll do it, uh, let's do it at 2 o'clock. We'll do it for our late listeners, 2 o'clock today during the news, 844-404-1067. Uh, Four-pack of tickets to see the Braves play Saturday night, this Saturday against the Mets, and to be a post-game concert with boys to men. So that's included. So you get the ball game, four tickets for the ball game against the Mets Saturday night, and boys to men concert after. We'll do it at 2 o'clock. Uh, do, you want to do uh, uh, colored skivvies? Yep. As it turns out, there are three of us in this particular room, and two of us are wearing the same colored skivvies, underpants. Uh, so you can guess, or you know what? Oh, uh, well, I don't know why my voice went like that. <laughs> well, tell me, Bart. Uh... I don't know, Mickey. You tell us. <laughs> what the hell was that? Know. You know, I don't know. I come in and start soaking wet from that. I had my heart checked. And my doctor, Atticare, and I love this guy. I come in, he says, he says, you know, a lot of my patients talk about you. I said, hey, I don't say anything, Doc. I don't say anything. Anyway, my heart's fine. My EKGs are great. Had a heart scan, all stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm luckier than I can even believe. Uh, but anyway... Um, uh, we, it turns out that one of us is wearing a particular color underwear, and the other two of us are wearing the same color underwear, and it's not a normal what you would no- normally think of as a normal color. So if you can guess um, either the two of us on the color or the one of us color, we'll do it either way. Uh, two o'clock, not now, two o'clock for the tickets. All right, we'll See this? There. See the color? Oh, God. That's the color. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 107. I got a million issues here. The shoot-a-cop bumper sticker, we'll get to that. Dabbing, you know, if you know what dabbing is, your teenagers may be dabbing. It's the latest way to get high. No, it's, um, it's marijuana oil, cannabis oil, that's heated up with a blowtorch, and then they, I don't know, it's just some new thing. But I, I, And even have directions on it. Their story came over, here's how you make it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Idiots. All right, to the phones, to the phones. It's Shirley on News Radio 1067. And don't call me Shirley. How's it going, Shirley? I would say they are a leopard. I want to guess what I know. I'm not at two o'clock. But, uh, <laughs> That's let's all right. Just say you got on some lampers or with some pink in it. You know, it's possible. Uh, it's and, possible. Okay, is that good? Got okay, that index now, finger thing going. Yes, Kimmer, ma'am. Just, Kimmer, yeah. just because I, because you have so much influence. Yes. I want you to. I want you to see all if right. you can agree with this. All right. 
being a heterosexual man mm. with a wife and children yeah. is not criminal, is it? Criminal, no, ma'am. I would not say it's criminal. That's not criminal. No. And, 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 and being a, a woman, yeah. a non-sexual woman, is not a criminal act, is it? Well, what do you mean non-sexual? I don't know what that means. Non-sexual. You, you know the Bible, don't you? Oh uh, yes, I do. Uh, Leviticus, okay, Deuteronomy, Corinthians, Corinthians. I think Corinthians is probably my favorite. Well, you know, uh, Deuteronomy and Corinthians between the two, I just you know, verily well, thou, thou no shalt. However, what, what? And I can give you a couple of yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Well, let's not go there. Tell me about this uh, sexless woman. I, and, 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 uh, it, well, wait a minute. Hold it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you hold it. <laughs> Women, sometimes you got to hand it to them. I don't know. <laughs> to, some, to some people, sex is not good enough. Okay, good enough. Compared to what? To look at the back of your head and have sex. And that's not good enough. All right. Not for me, anyway. All right, then. And I, so I just want to ask, you know, just for the record, yeah. I want to give you a call All right. and see what you thought about those things. Okay, I'm totally, I, I have no idea. With a wife and children, yeah, it's not a criminal. It's not criminal. And, and, a, and, a, and a woman or a man who decides that that's not good enough for them, um, uh, that's not a criminal, that's not criminal either. Either is it? But well, I, I'm not sure what you mean. In other words, they don't—they think it's not good enough for, that sex not is not good enough. No, not good. Enough. God doesn't think it's good enough. Well, what? And, and, I, compared to what? I mean, in what what place? Uh, and compared to a physical sexual act, uh, no, it's not good enough. A human. What's sexual not good enough? Act is not good enough for the human being. So in other words, making love we is are not certainly higher than that. We are at a higher level than that. Well, and I, and I ain't going to okay. In other words, I'm not sure what's more important in life than a man and a woman bonding with an intimacy that only they can experience and that they've well, that never known before. Well, that doesn't surprise me that you're not sure. It doesn't surprise me that you're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Tough crowd. What the hell did I do? Sure. You know, I come in here to do a you. show. I'm calling you Mr. Unsure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling everything but a ham sandwich, Shirley. <laughs> you don't understand life. You have no idea what life is now. Now, dwell on that. I've got yeah. to go. I, right. I got lots of things to do, but Me, I wanted to get that out you. there. I didn't mean to bother you. I'm sorry I called. I wouldn't leave you alone. Get it off. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. I don't. I didn't get any. I mean, my God, are you still talking? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> oh my God! It's not over until the lady in the pantsuit says it is. One eleven here on News Radio one zero six seven. There's a bumper sticker on a luxury car in Virginia. It was a handmade bumper sticker, which is making the rounds now. And it says in great big letters on a white background, shoot a cop. A bumper sticker on an expensive foreign car in Virginia says shoot a cop. Well, the state's Fraternal Order of Police, representing more than 300,000 police officers, is apoplectic at this thing. However, the problem is the Supreme Court has ruled more than once that you have the right to put a bumper sticker on your car that says, shoot a cop. The Supreme Court has upheld the right for you to have a bumper sticker that says, blank the draft, and blank happens. You can wear buttons, walk around with them, put it on your car, including a bumper sticker that says, shoot a cop. I, 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 how that is not inflammatory, causing a public, an, a, an obvious 
reaction. And and now, you know what the uh, Fraternal Order Police is telling its police officers? Guys, we know you'd like to, you know, pull this guy over every time you see him, just on general principle. But they're not going to do it because they'll just be asking for trouble. So now, now we have to bend over backwards for people who want you to shoot a cop? Oh, incidentally, uh, 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 national celebrity uh, divider Steve Harvey is selling these uh, bumper stickers for thirteen ninety five. So you can get those from the Steve Harvey Show. All right, one twelve now. Let's not jump to conclusions here. I'm sure there's plenty of reasons why that man was crawling on all fours and looking up that young lady's skirt. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> the Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio one zero six seven. This is William Shatner, yeah, William, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show <laughs> yes, is brought to you by the Caitlin Jenner Investment Service. Investment like Caitlin says, yeah. it's always good to have a little something tucked away. <laughs> and now, here's your host for the time being, anyway, Kim Peterson. Thank you so very much. I hated 70s music, absolutely hated it. And here's a good example of it right now. Gino Vanelli, 63 years old today. I just want to stop. I just want to stop. He had that 70s long curly guy hair thing going on. Oh, and he went tight pants and then leisure suits and stuff. The gold, high, high-heeled men's shoes with goldfish in the heels swimming around and stuff. My God, man. All right, also coming up, exercising the entire country in Mexico. By the way, if I'm ever president, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to take over Mexico and I'm going to take over Cuba. I'm just going to make them uh, territories of the United States. And who's going to stop me? 120. Gino Vanelli. Hey, wait a minute. There's a newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Uh, good afternoon. Kevin, this is Jerry Seinfeld. Please make it stop. <laughs> Jerry, Why I'll... would you play Gino Vanelli? <laughs> Talk sorry. about fingernails on a chalkboard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Might as well play a commercial from Belitla Skelton or something, you know. <laughs> when I think about those nights in Baltimore. <laughs> I get the sweet. I know the whole world. <laughs> the whole song. This song is pathetic. My life is it's pretty bad. Jerry. What's the deal with this Rachel Dolezal woman? Oh man! I mean, you know why do you have to step down when you're a fake black woman? Yeah. When fake Indians like Elizabeth Warren and fake heterosexuals like Tom Cruise keep their job, <laughs> doesn't right. seem fair. It doesn't seem fair to me at all, sir. How do you get three DUIs and keep your driver's license is what I want to know. <laughs> no wonder she's changing her name to Mookie. <laughs> Mookie Davis. <laughs> three DUIs and not one conviction, Kimmer. Yeah, well. I thought you had to work for Cox to get strings pulled like that, you know? Was, the, was she arrested on a sugar loaf or something? What's the deal here, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Danny Porter would have slept, slept it under the rug. Why would the CNN anchor Frederica Whitfield? Yeah, yeah. Praise a potential cop killer in yeah, Dallas. Praised him. I tell you, Kim, the things that some people will do to just to get a speaking gig out of Kansas State. <laughs> Didn't anyone tell Frederica you have to actually participate in the murder to get Dan Papp interested in you? <laughs> to get him to crawl out from under the desk? <laughs> the speaker's bureau up there. <laughs> yeah, Dan Papp said well, he loved that new EU proposal. He said, I only have to do 50% of the housework. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would be an improvement. <laughs> Most women do most of the housework. Today's the anniversary of the birth of Tupac Shakur. Tupac, yeah. Kimmer, don't you wish Hannity and John Stewart could settle their differences the way Biggie and Tupac did? <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a chance to see the two-pack hologram. Talk about life. Oh, you saw that lifelike, is it? Yeah. Oh, the two-pack hologram is so realistic, yeah. it's being sued for child support. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the new Gingrich hologram, you know? I got it, Sean. Supporting your kids is for losers. That's what I've always said, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't go to Vietnam because I was a history teacher. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry you're sick. That's why I want a divorce. You know, I got a healthy one on the hook here. Sign this. Yeah, gee, Miss Piggy, I, I don't know what we should do next. Uh, uh, how do you want to destroy the Republican Party there, uh, Mitch McConnell? Uh, Hillary Clinton confidant and spousal abusing scumbag Sidney Blumenthal is testifying yeah. to Congress today, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, the burden. Do you know the difference between Sid Blumenthal yeah. and a steak at the Landmark Diner? No, I don't, sir. Cover me, John Boy. Sid Blumenthal will be thoroughly grilled. I <laughs> uh, see the grilling over there. <laughs> it's a little red in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> Now, the Landmark Diner is great, Kim. It's, it's a great, great place. place. Everybody should go. I love the place. If you don't like Jerry Farber's show, yeah. you can go next door and have a second chance to bust a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> you see, the hologram even old child support. That's how lifelike it really it's was. Ghostly children to me. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, sweetness. Oh, God, sweetness, Bell. Man, you're killing me here. You're killing me. All right, hold on a second. There we go. No, that's not it. All right, let me get this one. Uh, oh, crap, I hate when you do this. All right, I'm coming. Here we Ten, go. Nine, ignition sequence five, six, Wait a minute. What happened to my dude? All right, here we go. Thank you. All right, Justin. I hate my life. We got to stop this fool around. All right, sweetness, pal. It just dawned on me why Mayberry was so peaceful and so quiet. Here are the people who come to mind. Andy, Aunt B. Barney, Floyd, Howard, Goober, Gomer, Sam, Ernest T. Bass, the whole Darlin family, Helen, Thelma Lou, and Clara. They're all single. That's why it was so peaceful and quiet. The only married one was Otis, and he was drunk all the time. So, there you go. <laughs> Sweetness. <sighs> oh, by the way, <laughs> hey, oh, thank you. A little late on the old Bing Bang there. Blaze Starr has passed away at the age of 83. Blaze Starr was a burlesque icon and stripper who had an affair in the 1950s with Louisiana's governor, gaining notoriety for both of them. Blaze Starr, born Fanny Bell Fleming in Wayne County, West Virginia, Blaze Starr performed at the 2 o'clock club in Baltimore called the Hottest Blaze in Burlesque. She was better known for what happened when she landed a job at the Show Bar Club in New Orleans. Star, Blaze Star famously had an affair with Governor Earl K. Long, who served in the 40s and 50s. Uh, she was a knockout beauty who gave New Orleans its glamour back then. Uh, she added a good dollop of humor, they say. She uh, grew up in the cold fields of West Virginia. 
and apparently was also a hoongity bingity boom bomb with John F. Kennedy before he was president. Filmmaker John Walters, uh, Waters, I'm sorry, John Waters, a famous Baltimore native filmmaker, uh, said she would lie on a bench with paper mache flames shooting up between her legs, and other boys my age were at football games, the Orioles and the Colts, but I was thinking about Blaze Star, said John Waters back in the day. Uh, there was a book about her adopted, adapted 15 years later into the movie called Blaze with Paul Newman as Earl Long and Lolita Davidovich oh, yeah. as a star. And she was a knockout, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Blaze Star just passed away, famous stripper and girlfriend of John Kennedy and Earl K. Long, the governor of Louisiana, passed away at the age of 83. 127, give away to tickets at 2 o'clock. Coming up in more Newsmaker Lines and a brand new song. And Trump's running for president. Holy moly. 127 on News Radio 1067. This is your former president, Jimmy Carter, and you're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show, which is like reliving my four years in the White House all over again. Talk about a disaster. <laughs> Tune into The Kimmer, weekdays, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. This is Barack Obama, oh, and this portion Sorry, of the Kim Peterson Show <laughs> is brought to you by Virginia Swims. It's My the only cigarette I smoke when working out with those Lady Reebok weights. <laughs> yeah, Let that. me be clear. Yes, and now, here's your temporary oh, host, Kim Peterson. Yeah, thank you. Look out, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer News Radio 1067. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely door. Herman Zavitz, on this day in 1965, the single Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter went gold. Boom. Uh, birthday or two, actor James Patrick Stewart is 47. I don't know what he is. He's not the guy, James Patrick Stewart. I know that name, and I can't remember from where. We'll try to figure it out. Uh, this day in 1903, Ford Motor Company was incorporated. Oh, in fact, on the Donald, the Donald's announcement today, this is pretty funny. He said, Donald announced that, he said, Ford Motor Company, and then he says, and I know the president of Ford. Ford Motor Company, I know the president, I know the guy, he's, he's a guy, I know him. And the Donald said that Ford Motor Company wants to build a plant in Mexico and wants to send its cars built in Mexico to America with no tax on it at all so they can make more money. The Donald said today, if he's president, he will tell Ford Motor Company that as of that instant, they will have to pay a 35% tax on every car sold from Mexico into America at the point of purchase. So when you go to buy a Ford that's made in Mexico, you'd have to pay a 35% tax on it. Above and beyond everything else. And then he said, and so that'll get the Ford Motor Company president calling me, begging me to change my mind. Begging me. So you know what he's going to do? They're not going to build the plant. I, the dollar, make sure they don't build that plant. Well, <laughs> I think he's forgotten a few things about how Congress works and <laughs> laws, things like that, court rulings. But again, <laughs> yeah, Putty Tad doesn't give a damn about how things work, trade deals and stuff. Oh, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be hysterical. I, I, I saw the whole Donald Trump speech. Watch the whole thing. On Fox TV, right before we came in, he got done right before we came out here at noon. And, I mean, this guy is, I, this is going to be exciting. I'm really, really, really excited about it. All right, anyway, it's on in the Kimmer, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. In fact, the Donald's pretty excited, too. Singing his way to our hearts right here on the Kimmer Show. This is Donald Trump. Move over, Sinatra. This is the greatest campaign song ever. Everybody knows it. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. You see, I am running for president. And this time it's not a sham. 
They'll say that it's for publicity But I do not give a damn I keep one eye on the mirror As I fix my perfect hair And everyone wishes they were the Donald They were the Donald Cause I'm so vain I think that every song is about me. Isn't it? I'm so vain. Uh, not you, Donald. I think everyone's talking about me. I do, I do, I do. I'm so vain. I claim that I am worth nine billion. <laughs> I'm so vain. I left out that I owe a trillion, <laughs> trillion, trillion. <laughs> Who wrote that last line? I want to know. Whoever you are. Yeah, you're on. You're fired. The Donald right here on News Radio 106.7. It's 138. 844-404-1067 is our number. Um, we're going to give away the tickets to go see the Braves and the Mets this Saturday. And there's a concert, Boys to Men, afterward, which is included. So you get the four tickets and the Boys to Men concert, and we'll do it at 2 o'clock. In fact, uh, we've already had some reaction from our Kimmer Show Facebook page here from uh, folks who are wondering about the uh, prize giveaways on the various uh, programs. Yeah, here at, uh, Steve McCoy, you know, has his little headline thing. There's something in the news, kind of a newsy, Steve McCoy newsy giveaway thing. Yeah. And there's one about, uh, let's see, you have to finish a news Another news item like from uh, Michael Graham's show, another yeah. news action, you know, people in, in, in top of the news. and, carrying, and uh, yeah, yeah. On your show, you have to pick the color of your underwear. Well, now, see, that's... <laughs> We didn't think that through, too. <laughs> I'm an educated man. <laughs> Luckily, we have a boss who actually doesn't listen to the program, so he has no idea that we do the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I don't know how the hell we started that, but we're doing it. And, and speaking of ridiculous, uh, uh, President Puttitat, the uh, deserter-in-chief's wife, Michelle, is in Britain now, in London, and she's giving a speech. She chose to give a speech on female empowerment at the borough of Tower Hamlets, a London borough of Tower Hamlets, surrounded by all these young women wearing full headscarf hajib deals, talking about female empowerment. Uh, 36% of the uh, population identifies themselves as Muslim, which is more than or about the same as identify as Christian. Uh, the Muslim borough has been taken over by the uh, uh, Christians in some years since, but not till the not since the latest census. But nearly one in five residents don't even speak English. The Mulberry School for Girls is a heritage of Bangladeshis. They played left uh, hard, uh, host to hard left conferences sponsored by groups such as War on Want, which is closely tied to the anti-Jewish activities in the United Kingdom. And uh, Mrs. Puttitat says, when I look out at all these young women, I see myself. In so many ways, your story is my story, she told the room full of hijab-wearing headscarf girls. Then she praised the local area, known for being a hotbed of Islamist activity. She described Tower Hamlets as a place where families are tight-knit with strong values. Half of Britain's 1,300 cases of female genital mutilation were from that area. And that's where she chose to take her speech on female empowerment. Disgusting. By choice. That's the same reason that Puttitat made sure that the embassy in Jakarta had their July 4th celebration in June because it would interfere with the, um, with the uh, Muslim uh, Ramadan business. 
Unbelievable. Uh, quickly, 141. Here's uh, Officer Lou on News Radio 1067. Hey, Officer Lou, did you hear you can now put a, a bumper sticker on your car that says shoot a cop? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. You know, nobody wants a warrior until there's a war, and nobody wants a cop until somebody's breaking in your back door. That's right. We're still going to protect the innocent and the weak. We're going to still put dirtbags in jail. we got thick skins. We can handle it. Uh, well, God bless you, man. Keep your head down out there, Officer Lou. I'm telling you, is, and I can't imagine why that is not a, a, a belligerent comment to put on a bumper sticker, shoot a cop, and why I don't have the, the uh, ability by law to react to it. Why don't I have the, if you can burn a flag because that's your choice of your freedom of speech, why is it my freedom of, or freedom of, uh, it's not speech, freedom of, of, of any freedoms guaranteed by the Constitution, why is it my freedom to say you're offending me and I get to cover it up? Change the word cop and put whatever group you want in yeah. there. Yeah, shoot a, guess what? Yeah, and you can do it. You can put it on your car. 142. What did I just say about <laughs> ethnic slurs? <laughs> <laughs> the Kimmer Now and News Weather and yeah, Traffic look out, look out. on your ride home. Stand by. News Radio 1067. Here we go. This is Curly Howard. Hey, and Curly. this portion of the Kim Peterson Show <laughs> is brought to you by my brother Mo. Oh. Remind me to murder you later. <laughs> Boy, the thing some guys will do to get a speech at Kennesaw State. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Look out, 149, it's only me. I still can't get over the fact that there's a bumper sticker on a luxury car in Virginia that says, shoot a cop. She gets too hungry. And you can't do anything about it. You know what? I, I, I know that if I was following a car in traffic that said, shoot a cop, I guarantee you that I would find out where that person is going, and I'll bet you that I would do something that I'd be arrested for, and I would take my chances with a jury. That's 150. That's just bull crap. You couldn't put a bumper sticker on your car that said, shoot a Muslim. You know, shoot a Jew. You, go ahead. Yeah, put that on your car. God. Anyway. All right. Disney's animated feature, Lady and the Tramp, had its worldwide premiere in Chicago on this day in 1955. And uh, Lady is a Tramp with Frank Sinatra, of course. Big news. All right, hold on. 150 is our time. I have Sean coming up. Well, there's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Uh, good afternoon. Hello. Who is this? <laughs> hey, it's Charlton Heston. Mr. Hanson, yes, sir. I heard that call from Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Yes, sir. He was on the air. Who was he talking to? (laughs) The announcer, sir. Jerry (laughs) was blasted for saying he won't perform at college campuses. He's gotten a lot of. Can you blame Seinfeld? I mean, my God, man. Really? The last time Jerry performed at Emory, he encountered more little bastards than Evander Holyfield's family (laughs) reunion. You know the difference between a porcupine and an emery classroom? <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> With a porcupine, the little protrusions are on the outside. <laughs> Boy, that was close. <laughs> I said protrusions, man. You're going down the road there, and I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Why single out Seinfeld? Larry the Cable Guy said he won't perform at campuses yeah. either, Mr. Heston. That's right. Sir. Not because they're too PC. Larry yeah. just hasn't stolen enough jokes that can relate to a college audience yet. <laughs> Uh, this is Larry the Cable Guy. Well, I'm so rich, I can 
pay people to listen to the newsmaker line and write everything down, you know, because I know a good joke when I steal one. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's taking a bunch of yours, I know that. <laughs> Reminds me of a guy who used to be on our morning radio, but I don't get the name escapes me. And now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, yes, for the reason the shopping malls are empty. Charnak, the Magnificent. The magnificent. The answer is dry ribs and Amanda Davis. Dry ribs and Amanda Davis. Name two things that could use more sauce. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is self-gratification. Self-gratification. Why did Donald Trump buy a Craftmatic adjustable bed? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is a get-out-of-jail-free card. A get-out-of-jail-free card. What is a Cox employee ID in Gwinnett County? <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll make all the other Johns do the perp walk. You sneak out the Yeah, we don't want you to get in trouble. But yeah. yeah. I hold in my hand, ladies and gentlemen, the final envelope. Thank you, God. Oh, please. May your only son discover his biological father is Brett the truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> Well, here goes Christmas. <laughs> the answer is 1999. 1999. What's the most recent expiration date in the Landmark Kitchen? <laughs> you know that Landmark Diner is great. Little tip for your a, dining friends out a, a, there. The tips are all right, sir. Yeah, save a couple of rotten tomatoes off the salad so you can go next door and throw them at Jerry Farber. It's <laughs> a great evening. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sam, Salabim. Salabim, right there, Mr. Eston. Tarnak, the Magnificent. Look out! It's only me, it's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. 844 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. We'll give away the Braves tickets and the Boys to Men concert included in the game for Saturday night. After the two o'clock, right during the two o'clock news, we'll put up the lines for that. Uh, here's Sean on News Radio 1067. Sean, thanks for holding. Welcome aboard. Hey, Cameron, how you doing? Good. What's up, sir? Great, great. Just want to make a quick comment about your, uh, your story on Obama's wife going out to London speaking to those girls. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know the religion. I'm not speaking on those girls' behalf mm-hmm. or anything. But uh, <clears throat> out of the King James version, I give you a little insight. All right. It's, uh, it says it's, it's, it's a, it's a good thing for a woman to cover her hair at all times because uh, she shows honor to her husband and to the angels. So in a sense, uh, the hair coverings, I know you were, you, you, were, you were poking at it for a second, but the hair coverings is actually a good thing for a woman to do. But as far as their own religious beliefs, I don't, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not agreeing with those at all. Right. But just well, give you uh, insight, it's really good for a woman to cover her hair well, at all times. On the, on the other hand, uh, don't you think, well, see, I, I'm not sure this is a religious issue. I think it's more of a cultural issue, and to me, uh, when a woman is hiding, and, and that to me is what she's doing is hiding. She's not able to express herself. She's not. She's not free. Uh, she's not um, able to feel comfortable with her own skin, her own body, her own image. And it just uh-huh. seems like it's a it's a negative way to look at women as subservient and not equal to men. And oh, to yeah, me, I that's totally a that's a. And I don't I don't care about the religion. I, I in fact is it. What what other what religions do have women covered up? Is it only Muslim or is are there others? Jewish women, 
I don't know. See, the, the Muslims use that to say, you know, women should cover their bodies too, so they can, so they won't be uh, showing off to other men with their husbands and all that. I can understand that. Yeah. So I'm talking about in the King James version, like as far as uh, Christians are involved. It says yeah. that's the Bible. A woman should cover her hair because her hair already is a covering. But once you cover that, when you when a woman's praying, it's like she's giving respect to her husband and to the angels, which carry your prayers to God. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's the violent version. That's the old violent uh, Testament version stuff, though, isn't it? Oh well, no. I mean, that's that's in the King James version. I mean, it's all from from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation. You know, it's all scripture, so we can't take and take and choose what we want. We got to take well, on the other hand, uh, they also believed in that same uh, King James version. I believe they also uh, said it was okay to stone a woman if yeah. she had sex with somebody other than her husband. So, oh, that's what me, well, me and Chris Brown did the same thing. Yeah, if you can't throw a rock at a pretty girl, what the hell is the point? <laughs> Why go to church? <laughs> hey, 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 enjoy your show, man. John, thank, thank you, sir. I appreciate it very much. 150s. See, no, see, all right, that's, that's, but really, I mean, you can't, you, you can't, you have to pick and choose, because yeah. if you went by all the stuff in the Old Testament, we'd all be dead. Jesus picked and chose. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He teared down that temple. I mean, he picked a lot of things. Uh, anyway, 157. Hold on. And we got your contest coming up for tickets and the uh, Boys to Bed concert next on News Radio 1067. John Williams from Showcase Photo and Video had lunch over at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens, and he says it's beautiful and picture perfect. He urges everyone who's planning to attend to make sure they come by Showcase to get all your photo gear so you can take amazing pictures of those tulips and beautiful garden. Showcase Photo and Video at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer. Visit them at showcaseinc.com or call 404-325-7676. That's 404-325-7676. Showcase photo and video. This is William Shatner, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. Really? My God, man. I thought Star Trek fans had no life. Anyway, the Kimmer's on Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. And his show is so bad, my final wife held her own head under the water. Kimmer, you have something on your chin. Thank you. No, not that oh, one. Oh, wait a minute. The third one down. <laughs> the Kimmer Show on <laughs> News <laughs> Radio 1067. <laughs> Thank you very much. Money, 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 money. All right, we're opening up the phone lines. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. It's ticket giveaway time. Braves game, four tickets for the Mets, four tickets Saturday night, this Saturday, and the Boys and Men concert afterwards. 844-404-1067. This is the OJs and their singer Eddie LaVert is 73 today. Holy moly. Also, uh, this was the day in 1858, accepting the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the U.S. Senate, Abraham Lincoln. You know, I thought he had said this when he was president, but I was wrong. In 1858, Lincoln was running for the Senate, and he said the slavery issue had to be resolved in 1858, declaring a house divided against itself cannot stand. I always thought that was a pre- one of his presidential quotes, but it was, uh, it was fine. He used to go to plays and, you know, heavily married. Anyway, 206 here. <laughs> I don't give a good... <laughs> Look out, 206. All right, let's get to the phones. 844-404-1067. All right, let's run down some things here. We got tickets to give away. We'll take, uh, all right, here, that's, oops, hold on a second. Yeah, that's right. Shirley, it was first up on News Radio 1067. Hi, Shirley, welcome aboard. Thank you. It's good to have you with us now. We're doing a contest of your guests. I know this is a little silly, 
uh, one of us is wearing a certain color underwear, and the other two of us are wearing the same color underwear. Uh, you can guess either the one person or the two of us. What's your guess? Mm, I'll, I'll guess the two of you. Okay. What do you think color we're wearing the two of us are wearing? Uh, I would say blue. To match your eyes. <laughs> ah, you're so My eyes are red. It would be red, but that's close. A red and blue. No, th- I'm sorry, Shirley. That's not it. Here's uh, Matt on News. Oops, on uh, News Radio 1067. Hi, Matt. What's your guess? Well, I would say that they are red. Red. No, I'm sorry. That's not it. And actually, I'm giving you double choices here. You don't even have to say which one it is, but we've got uh, one person wearing one color, and the two others are wearing the same color. All right, here's uh, Sally. Uh, News Radio 1067. Hi, Sally. Welcome aboard. How you doing? I'm good, Cameron. How are you? We're fine, sweetie. Thanks for being with us. Now, do you have a guess on underwear color here today? I'm going with yellow. Yellow? Anybody? No, no yellow. You know, I don't think I've ever seen yellow. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. It started out yellow. I, I, and here's here's Jeff on News Radio 1067. Hey, Jeff, welcome aboard. How's it going? Hey, Cameron. Uh, what do you got? Great. I'm sorry, say again? Uh, gray. Gray, you're right. Two of us are wearing gray underwear. And Pete and the camera are wearing gray underwear. And I thought nobody would ever get that because who has gray underwear? We do. We do. And John Boy is wearing black, just for the record. Anyway, congratulations, Jeff. You got the tickets. And if you want to take a selfie with your friends or something at the ball game and uh, send it to us, we'll put it on the Kimber Show Facebook page. And we appreciate you being with us. Congratulations, my friend. Oh, heartbreaker. No, Damn no. it. Sweet tease. Sweet tease. <laughs> uh, thank you all. That's very cool. Very nice of you to be aboard. All right. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. It's only the Kimmer. And uh, we'll have a more Newsmaker Lines coming up, sponsored by The Siding Doctor. Also, we will have uh, the new uh, Donald Trump song. And, again, I, if you have a chance to look at the Donald Trump speech today. It wasn't a speech. It was a off-the-cuff remarks. I mean, he he, he lost his place. He, he started to say, back in 19... 19- well, I remember I told you a long time ago... Uh- <laughs> Craig Ferguson. You know the Craig Ferguson? Yeah, the funny guy from... Uh- that, Supposedly funny from a, well, he's funny David. watching uh, Trump's announcement. Yeah. It's the first time he's felt bad about not having a show anymore. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is going to be hysterical. I mean, the Donald said he's going to solve everything. He's going to make sure companies don't go to foreign countries to build their cars. He's going to take care of the infrastructure, and he's going to do it cheaper than anybody. I can do it. Nobody else can do it. I'm the only one who can do it. I mean, this it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like he thinks he can just write a check and everything will be solved. He's going to take care of his foreign aid. We're going to do it from the beginning. I mean, he, he probably forgot that there's a Congress and laws and courts and things. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I love it. I, this is going to be very exciting. And the, the best part about it, uh, coming up for the debates, the debate, uh, the first one's going to be on Fox, if I'm not mistaken. In fact, let me see if I can find that for sure. Um, I believe the first debate's going to be on Fox. And the polls in the field of Republican candidates and hopefuls if the polls have you in the top 10, you will be qualified to be in the nationally televised GOP primary debate in August this summer, hosted by Fox. And the Donald is in the top 10, but barely. Now, there are still more candidates, including Scott Walker hasn't announced yet, right. and some others who, who may well be in. So the Donald could be knocked out of the top 10, but if he is in the polls, in the top 10 in the polls in August, He'll be in the GOP debate on Fox News. And I'm telling you, you don't want to. This will be. And by the way, these are, this is a this is a, 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 
sticking point with me. These aren't debates. We haven't seen a, a no. what you know what they should do. No moderator. We'll have a moderator and no questioners. And the moderator says, "Okay, the issue is foreign aid. What do you think?" And just have them go back and forth. Right. Yeah. Have them argue. We, we we don't want debates. We want arguments. I want them to argue with each other of, of what they think is the best way to do whatever whatever the issue is. Instead, of, oh, you have twenty seconds to respond, and then you can have the uh, follow up response for the no. But that's bull crap. And it, you know what you get? You get answers that they've written out that they memorized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, I haven't watched a debate for more than two minutes because I can't stand it. They're not debates. They're just they're they're uh, pre pre announced campaign speeches. Uh, well, you have 40 seconds to debate, and then uh, we'll have the comment from the other. That's nonsense. Just let them talk. You say, what do you think, boys? What are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to take that? I mean, man, I would love to moderate. I'd say, hey, Trump, you going to take what he just said? <laughs> you believe he just called you an idiot? You call him in. <laughs> Put one you in call me his lips. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Let him talk. No, no, I mean, none of this reading crap and, and, and special phrases. It's just crap. But I'll tell you, with a Donald in there, it might be different this year. I think it might be kind of funny. All right, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. And I still don't get why it's possible that the courts will allow somebody to put a bumper sticker on their car that says, shoot a cop. Do you think you can put a bumper sticker that says, shoot an N-word? Shoot a girl? Shoot a teenage lesbian? Shoot a homo? Shoot a Muslim? I mean, you can say anything, and that's legal? That's not, you can't yell fire in a movie theater because it's inflammatory and it causes uh, public uh, distress. Well, so does a, you know, if I see a car in front of me that says shoot a cop, I know that I'm not going to be very happy about it. And I'm not a cop. It's not, it's not personal to me, but it's personal because I'm an American, and I don't think we should be taking, targeting police officers. But they can do it. On, on an expensive car in Virginia, and the Fraternal Order Police is going nuts about this, hoping their cops say, hey, just take it easy, don't do anything. I'd pull that guy over every time he walked down the street. Shoot him. Ah, 212. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! <laughs> we want it now! The meatloaf! <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf! The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. <laughs> Hey, this is Rodney, Rodney. and this portion of Kimmer's show is brought to you by (laughs) Rick Santorum. His crowd in Iowa was so small, Small? you'd think he was opening for Banks and Shane. (laughs) It was small, I'm telling you. And now here's your (laughs) host, the Kimmer. Look out, yes, it's only me. A couple of birthdays, Phil Mickelson, the golfer, and the U.S. Open is this week. Mickelson's 45 today, and Hall of Fame boxer Roberto Duran is 64. You believe that? No moss. No moss. All right, look out. Holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. The uh-huh. FBI is investigating the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> oh, the, oh. The, the most wonderful franchise in the history of oh, baseball, yeah. that St. Louis According Cardinals? According to them. According to them, yes. Uh, they have supposedly, the front office has hacked the Houston Astros front office. Okay, hacked the Houston Astros front office? Yeah, why would they? Well, For what? Up until this year, why would you be going after them? Why not go after the Giants if you're going to hack somebody? Going for player personnel info and stuff like that. Allegedly, what, what would they? What would? How would that help them to see who's making what money? But they would know that anyway, who you'd wouldn't they? Go for who you want to trade for? What you know, stuff God, like that. Why would you take a chance? I mean, that's. Just, I hope it's true. I so oh, hope man. it's true. Uh, your Atlanta Braves are only three and a half games back of the Mets as they double up the Red Sox in Boston yesterday. Williams Perez did his best Madison Bumgarner impression after coming out of the pen for the save Saturday. He started yesterday and got the win. He's now three and zero. Oh, Jason Grilly, his seventeenth save. 
Now, Rick Porcello, the loss, he was not happy to be pulled from the game, threw a towel onto the field. Oh Manager John Farrell kind of losing control up there. Same two teams this afternoon at 4 o'clock, the 4-2 and two Julio Terran against the 5-6 and six Wade Miley, who screamed at Farrell last week. Uh-oh. Or Farrell, whatever his name is. Yeah. Todd Cunningham was sent down to Gwinnett. Pitcher Sugar Ray Miramon comes back up. And uh, some news today at 4 o'clock. Henley Ramirez and Dustin Pedroia will not play for the Red Sox. And Droughton Simmons is out for just his little hand really? thing. For wh- oh, he got okay. hit in the hand with a pitch yesterday. Man, so. I tell you, I, I love watching highlights on SportsCenter. And Androlton Drunt- and Simmons is... Him too. Oh, my God. He's great. It's unbelievable. Did you see Ryan Sandberg going off on the pitcher who didn't want to come out of the game the other day? It was on the baseball highlights. Holy smokes! The pitcher was, you know, was screaming and yelling at the bench when they went out to get him, and Sandberg just went off on him with him. And the huh. pitching coach went over to him and looked like we're going to punch him in the face. It was brutal. Well, Sandberg needs to be fired too. Yeah, anyway. uh, David- he was one of the. When I interviewed a bunch of baseball players in Chicago at the Cubs, when he was their star second baseman, he was the biggest jerk in the whole team. I got to tell you, he is the most overrated Hall of Famer. In I the couldn't believe how they think he, he was such a great. Second. He he couldn't run more than nine I, I, steps. He had all the range of a Frigidaire out there second base. I can't tell you how many balls I saw clink off his glove and go in the outfield, and the score in Wrigley Field yeah. gave it an, a, hit. a hit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no range. Dave is the new black. Dave Roberts has been named the interim manager of the Padres, taking over for Bud Black. <laughs> By the way, that's kind of quick, isn't it? I mean, no, he's uh, been there for years. He, he's overrated. Yeah. Well, plus after they now have our team on the field, that's true. They relieved Black of his duties. Yes, I said duties. Oh, <laughs> uh, several names have already popped up for the open position, including Preston Gomez, Dick Williams, and the ghost of Jerry Coleman. <laughs> Dick Williams. Oh, doctor from the plastic arts. We turn to football. <laughs> Lesson number one on how not to impress your coach. Don't park in his parking spot. Uh-oh. Especially if it's Urban Meyer's spot. Uh-oh. Running back Warren Ball did just that. Meyer taught him a lesson by parking directly behind him, blocking the car. <laughs> I'd like to come out of practice and see Urban Meyer waiting for <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. We got blah, 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 blah. Oh, wrestler Seth Rollins was in Cleveland last night, but he wasn't making friends. With Browns quarterback Johnny Manziel sitting ringside, Seth attacked the city, the QB, and LeBron James. Take a good look, Cleveland. Take a good look, because this is what a world championship looks like. Johnny Idiot Face over there is never going to bring you a title. LeBron James ain't bringing a title back to Cleveland. This is the only championship you should be celebrating. So soak it up, because I am leaving this piece of crap town, and I am taking this title with me. You understand that? Oh, my God, I love it. Quote of the and year. he's right, too, by the oh, way. Yeah. Screw LeBron. I can't breath LeBron, LeBron James and uh, Johnny Mansell. You think he's going to be their big hero quarterback all of a sudden? Mm. And what's his wrestler's name? I love this guy. Seth Rollins. It's not his real name, but uh, that's what he goes and is, by. And is this like a WWE thing? or is it, I uh, believe yeah. so. One of, is oh, that you know this guy? Yeah. Cool. Right. <laughs> that was great. And uh, now your uh, World Cup update. The oh. Norwegian frozen females of the fjords over the Ivory <laughs> Coast mud-worshipping twig eaters. <laughs> The German Brons of Bratwurst shut out the Thailand Toe Jam Cleaners. The Dutch Dyke Diggers tied the Canadian Mavens of Muckluck. And also a tie between the Chinese mass-murdering minions of Fu Manchu and the New Zealand Sheep Shaggers. There's your sport. Thank you so much, Pete Davis. Look out. It's only the camera. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I got news break alliance. I got lots of Let's get to the phones. Here's Andy on News Radio 1067. Thanks for holding, Andy. How's it going? What's going on, Cameron? Welcome, sir. What you think? 
Hey, you remember uh, the last time an eccentric billionaire ran for president, Mr. Biggers, Ross Perot, and how he was going to fix everything? Can I finish, Larry? Larry, can I finish? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't put up a barn with an old nail and hammer. You can't do it. It can't be done. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I hope it, I, I can remember being a kid and thinking that guy was a crackhead. Now, I can't wait to see how. Oh, you know, the Donald. Uh, the, the I mean, Donald honestly, I we, we sat there and I was mesmerized by this silly. It wasn't a speech. It was a set of off the cuff remarks he made and how he's going to fix everything. And he's the only guy who can do it. And he kept saying things like, I told him this would happen back in 19. I told him I was the only one who knew this. I mean, it's like he's the only one who's ever known anything. Look how hysterical. Right, 224. We got time for quick news break line. Speaking of the news break line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kevin. This is going to be the greatest presidential campaign ever. <laughs> the Donald, the it's next be president. Great. It's going to be the groundswell has already been huge for it, Kim. A groundswell already, sir. Yeah, I told my wife Melania, "Stand back, honey. I'm not even sure how the biggest groundswell could get." You know, I mean, if people are saying already this is another Donald Trump publicity stunt, but I yeah. want to go on record in the camera show yes, to sir. say yes, I am as committed to the long-term success of my presidential campaign yes, as management is to the long-term <laughs> success of the Kim Peterson show. So, translation, I'll be out by Friday afternoon. Thank you. As Kasim Reese said to his girlfriend, there will be no early withdrawal. <laughs> From the race, the political I'm race. I'm going to see this baby through, <laughs> even though I'm not really married to the idea, but I'm not pulling out. That's just what I want everyone to know. Hello? Hello, Donald. <laughs> I reported a net worth of $9 billion, $9 Kimmer. $9 billion. Of course, I conveniently left out the fact that if I'd paid off all the debt I walked away from through abuse of the bankruptcy code, <laughs> I'd be as broke as the Kimmer and doing a radio show where nobody respects me or wants me around. That's where I'd be. You know, I used to be retired. <laughs> yeah, come on up from Florida. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, they took care of you, all right. What was I thinking? <laughs> kind of like the way Tony Soprano took care of Christopher, yeah? <laughs> having some breathing problems. Yo. Oh, by the way, I sent you a campaign song. Did you get it? Yes, we, we just the got it The greatest campaign song ever. You should play it seven times an hour. <laughs> all right, sir. It's only a minute 20. It's shorter than a call from Brett the truck driver, one of your lame-ass internet jokes, so I don't want to hear any more excuses from you. Move it along while we're young. Thank you. <laughs> Why am I angry? I don't know. You're running for president. I got everybody ticked off today. It's me. It's me. I'm sure of it. Is he right? I know that's a lot of people think. I was there. I got some pretty stiff competition in the musical department, Kimmer. A stiff competition, yeah, sir? Yeah, today Hillary Clinton just released her 2016 campaign song. Oh, it really? I didn't hear what... Uh... Yeah, it's Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Vince Foster. <laughs> Hit Me With Your, <laughs> your best, best Shot. shot. Fire away. <laughs> oh, you put the gun in the wrong hand, Hillary. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Ken Starr didn't catch that little fact. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be on the show. Yes, I blew more leads than Paul Howard, Curly, the DA. <laughs> Talk to you later. Donald, the Donald, next Play president. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Chief. Look out, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067, 227. More news lines coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Look out, here we go. This is Judge Smales, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. I told Kimmer if this radio thing doesn't work out, don't worry. 
The world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> Don't forget the Kimmer's on Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on News Radio 1067. Hello, my name is Charnak the Magnificent. The Magnificent. And this portion of our show is brought yes. to you by yes. There's Something Rotten in Denmark. Something Rotten in Denmark. What does Denmark have in common with a landmark diner? <laughs> and now here's Yo. your temporary host, well, Charlton Heston. Thank you so much. Look out, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. Here's our number, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. And we just met uh, Nigel, who is uh, one of our, we have an intern. Cameo. What's that? Cameo. Cameo? His name is Cameo? Nigel Cameo? His dad played uh, with Cameo and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, that's right. That's right, which is the same band as no. uh, Three Dog Night no. and Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Chicago, depending on the number of trombones. I mean, I'm telling you, it's the same. He agreed with me. I saw him at all. He agreed with me. Totally agreed with me. <laughs> uh, Nigel goes to Georgia State, graduating uh, later this year, I believe. What's that? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> no, no, we welcome Nigel aboard. And also, uh, we haven't been able to work yet until today with uh, Leslie McCoy, who is uh, normally the weekend person. It does traffic for us, and nice to have her aboard here on the Kimber Show today. Don't be scared. Everything's going to be fine. It's a, it's, a little, it's a little shocking, I know. When you come, oh, my God, what did he say he said that? It's okay. It's going to be fine. This is the Stylistics, and their rhythm and blues singer James Smith is 65 today. The hideous author Joyce Carol Oates is 77. She's the idiot who complained about the picture of Steven Spielberg sitting in front of the Fake phony dinosaur, Terraritera Terrapatapasoplopitus, uh, for the preview for the movie, the latest uh, Jurassic Park movie. Hey, by, uh, anyway, she's 77. By the way, um, that movie pulled in $500 million worldwide the first weekend. And, the, and I read a review of it. The critics hated it, they gave it a D. Really? Yes, <laughs> but it made a half a billion dollars. In, in fact, I think it's the highest grossing movie of all. Isn't it, it highest for maybe for maybe there's a weekend show. It's the highest grossing movie of maybe this time of year. Or so, but it's, it set some kind of record. I mean, but more than E.T. and whatever the uh, Titanic or whatever. Avengers. The huh? Avengers. The Avengers. That was a huge one, too. But oh, man, half a billion dollars. Ah, I love it. All right, that's what I got here. Uh, this was the day in 1987. A jury in New York acquitted Bernard Getz of attempted murder, found innocent of attempted murder in the subway shooting of four Utes that he I believe were going to rob him. They came at him with screwdrivers. So he pulled a gun and shot them. And one guy, uh, he didn't kill anybody, but he he crippled a couple of them pretty good. And uh, Getz was, was convicted of illegal weapons possession, but was not convicted of the uh, murder or attempted murder, rather. Uh, however, that was in 1987. Nine years later, nine years later, a civil jury ordered Bernard Getz to pay $43 million to one of the guys he shot. <laughs> I mean, just what's wrong? <laughs> I mean, they tried to rob him. They had screwdrivers. They came in and said, give me your money. Give me your money. So he shot him. What the, you don't think I'd do the same thing if four guys come at me and say, well, give me your money and have screwdrivers pointing at me? I'm going to shoot them. Shoot them in the head. Uh, damn right. And I'll shoot them in the nuts just for the fun of it. Well, that could be a little harsh. <laughs> well, I would. I would. And I, when I got on the witness stand to talk about, uh, you know, why I did it, I'd tell them exactly why. It's just punishment because, you know, I know the courts aren't going to do a damn thing. Oh, man. Hey, The Rock 
was involved in a in a traffic uh, incident the other day in Boston. Uh, he's apparently sideswiped some guy's truck and ripped the mirror off. And then he stopped, and the guy uh, whose name is Audie Bridges recognized Dwayne Johnson. And uh, he re- he re- and Johnson, the Rock said, hey, let me pay you for that. I'm sorry I didn't. And the guy said, no, no, this would be cool. This would be cool. And and the Rock uh, tweeted out how cool this guy Bridges was for about the whole thing. And uh, the, this fellow Bridges said he fixed a mirror himself, and everything's fine. Uh, the Rock is in Massachusetts filming Central Intelligence, which co-stars Kevin Hart. Oh, oh. So that ought to be weird. <laughs> anyway, all right, two thirty-nine. It's only the camera on News Radio one zero six seven. A little news magazine. Let's do a little news magazine. See who's on there. Good afternoon, camera. Hey, it's W. <laughs> President. W. We must remain deafened against the aggregate actions of ISIS. Egregious ISIS, ISIS, and either way. persevere in the face of heinous atrocities. That's my opinion right. on the whole situation. Persevering is a good way to put it. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, sir. Welcome. Well, it looks like either way there's going to be a Bush in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, Carly Fiorina even. <laughs> Thank you. You know the difference between ISIS and Reggie Love? I do not, sir. No, I Obama has no plans for ISIS. <laughs> I got lots of plans for Reggie Love, let me be clear. Well, there's 12 announced GOP candidates for the presidency now. I mean, before you know it, Kimmer, there's going to be a dozen. <laughs> Any day now, probably. <laughs> you know, my brother Jeb kind of surprised me yesterday with his big announcement. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, Jeb is actually worse at reading a teleprompter than me or my dad are. <laughs> oh, man, he's got I'm, that stare going wild. I mean, the Bushes are to public speaking what the Kennedys were to longevity. <laughs> <laughs> and driving. <laughs> I, yeah, not to, I thought it was a kind gesture for Jeb to bring his cleaning lady along to help him with the Spanish <laughs> phrases sir, he couldn't his, quite get. Where his was his wife. wife? That was his wife, sir. What his, was his, his wife? His wife's been married to Spanish girl. Mexican. <laughs> You probably forgot that. <laughs> no wonder she doesn't speak to any me anymore. <laughs> Last time I saw her, ask her for more more tea. <laughs> anyway, mojito, please. Uh, <laughs> my brother Jeb, though he faces some stiff competition stiff in the GOP it. primary, like Marco Rubio. Rubio, yeah. Whose wife is apparently such a bad driver, she was offered her own commentary spot on Channel Forty Six. So. <laughs> <laughs> All booze all the time. <laughs> Make it a comeback. <laughs> On the bright side, if Rubio makes it to the White House, yeah. my wife Laurel will be off the hook as our worst driving first lady. Oh, man. Of course, we'll never know for sure because she doesn't tend to leave witnesses around to the act. Oh, <laughs> Cameron, well, you killed one woman. Break, I hate to break format here. Yeah. Could I open a piece of mail? I've oh, just please, yes, yes, sir. Please, I don't want to interrupt you at all. Yes. The answer is a waitress at the Waffle House. A waitress at the Waffle House. No, it's that's just a third of it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he let Brett the truck driver finish for God's sake. That's what my the wife used to say. The waitress at the <laughs> a little slow to take care. Sorry, wa- I'm reading this off a telephone. I'm so sorry. A waitress at the IHOP, Tom Glavin and Amanda Davis. Waitress at the IHOP, Tom Glavin. Evan and Amanda Davis. Name a server, a curver, and a swerver. <laughs> Great to be on that the was show. definitely worth the wait, see there? <laughs> Thank you so much. Are you sure that was his wife? <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Ay, ay, ay. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. We got another newsmaker lined us. Maybe even two of them here before 
3 o'clock comes around. One, uh, it's 2.42, 2.42 on News Radio 106.7. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 106.7. Here we go. Hello out there. <laughs> Bullwinkle here. Hi, Bullwinkle. And this portion of our show is brought to you by... No job is too small. And no job is too small. What did the hooker say to Sheriff Victor Hill? <laughs> yeah. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. That's totally hizzle, man. Totally hizzle. Look out, 249. And it's only me. It's only the Kimmer News Radio 1067. Bono was in Ottawa, Canada yesterday talking with the Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and his opposition leaders. Bono called the meeting to talk about foreign aid and maternal and child health projects in Africa. Okay, I, <laughs> I guess if a singer can help people in Africa, that's fine by me. This was oh, this is a scary story. This was a day in 1944. Here's how much our country's changed. 1944. This day, George Stinney, a 14-year-old black youngster, became the youngest person to die in the electric chair in South Carolina. 14 years old, he was executed in the electric chair because he murdered two little white girls, Betty June Binnaker, 11, and seven-year-old Mary Emma Thames. He was 14, and they electrocuted him. Wow. Man, that's, that's, uh, whew. Old Sparky was not fun to be in that old puppy dog. 251. Newsbreaker line, good afternoon. Kevin, this is Jerry Seinfeld. Please make it stop. <laughs> Jerry, Why I'm... would you play Gino Vanilla? Talk sorry. about fingernails on a chalkboard. I'm sorry. Might as well play a commercial from Belitless Skeleton or something, you know. <laughs> When I think about those nights in Baltimore, <laughs> I get the sweet. I know the whole world through all the song. That's pathetic. My life is it's pretty bad. Jerry. What's the deal with this Rachel Dolezal woman? Oh man! I mean, you know why do you have to step down when you're a fake black woman? Yeah. When fake Indians like Elizabeth Warren and fake heterosexuals like Tom Cruise keep their job, <laughs> doesn't right. seem fair. That doesn't seem fair to me at all, sir. How do you get three DUIs and keep your driver's license is what I want to know. <laughs> no wonder she's changing her name to Mookie. <laughs> Mookie Davis. <laughs> three DUIs and not one conviction, Kimmer. Yeah, well. I thought you had to work for Cox to get strings pulled like that, you know? Was, the, was she arrested on a sugar loaf or something? What's the deal here, you know? I don't know. Danny Porter would have slept, slept it under the rug. Why would the CNN anchor Frederica Whitfield? Yeah, yeah. Praise a potential cop killer in yeah, Dallas. Praised him. I tell you, Kim, of the things that some people will do to just to get a speaking gig out of Kansas State. <laughs> Didn't anyone tell Frederica you have to actually participate in the murder to get Dan Papp interested in you? <laughs> to get him to crawl out from under the desk? <laughs> the speaker's bureau up there. <laughs> yeah, Dan Papp said oh, he loved that new EU proposal. He said, I only have to do 50% of the housework. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would be an improvement. <laughs> Most women do most of the housework. Today's the anniversary of the birth of Tupac Shakur. Tupac, yeah. Kimmer, don't you wish Hannity and John Stewart could settle their differences the way Biggie and Tupac did? <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a chance to see the two-pack hologram. Talk about lifelike. Oh, you saw that lifelike, is it? Yeah. Oh, the two-pack hologram is so realistic, yeah. it's being sued for child support. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the new Gingrich hologram, you know? Golly, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Supporting your kids is for losers. That's what I've always said, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't go to Vietnam because I was a history teacher. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sorry. I'm sorry you're sick. That's why I want a divorce, you know. I got a healthy one on the hook here. Sign this. Yeah, gee, Miss Piggy, I don't know what we should do next. Uh, uh, how do you want to destroy the Republican Party there, uh, Mitch McConnell? Uh, Hillary Clinton confidant and spousal abusing scumbag Sidney Blumenthal is testifying yeah. to Congress today. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, the burger. Do you know the difference between Sid Blumenthal yeah. and a steak at the Landmark Diner? No, I don't, sir. Cover me, John Boy. Sid Blumenthal will be thoroughly grilled. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see the grilling over there. <laughs> it's a little red in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> Now, the Landmark Diner is great, Kim. It's, it's a great, a great place. place. Everybody should go. I love the place. If you don't like Jerry Farber's show, yeah. you can go next door and have a second chance to bust a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> you see the hologram even old child support. That's hologram. how lifelike it really it's was. Ghostly children to me. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Look out. Now we've done it. 254. If you just joined us, what a revelation today. Uh, the thrilling author, best-selling author, Brad Meltzer, has revealed that he once uh, had a conversation with a Secret Service agent who confirmed that Ronald Reagan, after the 1981 assassination attempt on his life, carried a gun everywhere. He was packing heat, even on Air Force One. And uh, good for him. It doesn't say what kind of pistol he carried, but uh, I think that's great. Uh, Donald Trump announced he's running for president, and I'm telling you, wait till you see this video. I mean, if you could see the whole thing, you'd be amazed. This is going to be great. For talk show hosts, this is the best thing that could have happened. And I am, and I'm surprised. I didn't think he was going to do it. I'm, I, I was wrong entirely. I couldn't, I can't believe that he actually is going to do it. He can't believe, I, he, I think he believes he can win. Yeah, well, I can't wait for that first debate. I'll be, now I'm going to be glued to the television to the debates now. If nothing else, what a shot for the Republican Party. I mean, this is going to be funny. I wonder how the Democrats are going to come after him. And you know that all the all the years he's been in business, all the big money transaction stuff, you know there's some dirt somewhere. Somebody got screwed by Donald Trump, and they're going to talk about it. This is going to be great. <laughs> anyway, 256, it's over to the Kimmer. It's going to be huge, I tell you, huge. Donald's even singing about it on the old Kimmer program right here. This is Donald Trump. Move over, Sinatra. This is the greatest campaign song ever. Everybody knows it. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. You see, I am running for president. And this time it's not a sham. They'll say that it's for publicity, but I do not give a damn. I keep one eye on the mirror as I fix my perfect hair. And everyone wishes they were the Donald, they were the Donald, cause 
I'm so vain. He's running for president. I, I love it. Song Look out, it's the news people next on I'm News Radio 1067. So Herb, oh, there goes my illness. There goes my illness. This is Catherine Hepburn, and thank you for listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. The Kim is my knight in shining armor. Listen to him Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067, you old poop. The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video.